Well, hello, and welcome to this episode of Association Transformation. Do you like how I'm using my my podcasting voice? Welcome <laughs> to Association Transformation. This is Elisa Pratt. I will be your cruise director. <laughs> Entertainment director. <laughs> there you go. And I have with me on today's cruise, Andrew Chamberlain. Hi, Lisa. How are you doing? How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. You've just come out of uh, one of your very many um, uh, autumn or fall holidays, haven't you? <laughs> uh, yes, we are. We are shaking off the cobwebs from a, a long Thanksgiving weekend. Uh -huh. um, the states are are back to business and uh, trying to get a few more weeks of work in before before the new year. So, okay. so were you uh, celebrating in style on Cyber, not on Cyber Friday, is it Black Friday, Cyber Wednesday? Black Friday, yes. I, I contributed to the United States economy, well, the global economy, let's be honest, <laughs> and uh, ate some turkey, spent some time with family. I checked all the boxes. I checked all the boxes. And to be honest, I... I'm glad to be back at work. I, I can't spend a ton of time with with family, so I I do like to be back in my uh, my space, my with my routine and with the association ecosystem under my microscope. Your other family, yeah. my other family, my association family, my association transformation family, my Brewer Pratt Solutions family. I mean, there's that that pool of topics and challenges and needs is is never is getting no more shallow. So let's uh, let's dive in. I, I have something I need to chat with you about. Let's do it. What do you want to talk about? So another, you know, eleven months into this year, I've worked with many many boards, and um, I don't know about you, the the board culture. Coming out of COVID, and again, I can we have one podcast where we don't say the word COVID? But we, can we commit to 2024? We never mentioned the C word. I promise. I, I have my hand up, my right hand up. Um, I promise. No, let's not mention it again. Post COVID, post pandemic, COVID this, long COVID that. Mm -hmm. Let's ban it from our podcast environment. Cool. So, anyway, boardrooms. Boardrooms. So, you know, there are just such boards. Every board you meet, the only thing that's similar about them is how different they are. And I would think that when you work with boards, there should be some greater consistency, some some standardization, some uh, I don't know. Board cultures are really confusing me. Can can you tell me the secret? Yeah, I can. And it's professionalism. Ooh. Or lack thereof in some sort. Whoa, whoa. You just went in a different direction there. Oh, yeah, no. Um, it's interesting because I've been reflecting a lot recently. I've actually I've actually had quite a turbulent 2023 when it comes to sitting around boardrooms um with um our volunteer you know volunteer leadership teams. And I too am noticing something something quite significant in terms of the way individuals and boards collectively are behaving in the boardroom environment. And I'm finding it quite unnerving. And certainly if I was working directly, you know, as a CEO or as an ED um, within that environment, my alarm bells would be ringing quite a lot at the moment because I think there is a creeping into the board environment. And this is a sweeping generalization. I should clarify this. Uh, and, and I should, obviously, I should also clarify by saying I work with some tremendous um, 
really, um, really professional volunteer leader teams. But what I am seeing and worrying me is that I'm seeing it creep in this, well, well arguably a distinct lack of uh, professionalism uh, within the boardroom. And it's manifesting in quite negative sort of environments. It's manifesting in quite poor working relationships um, around the board table, between boards and their executives. Uh, oh, okay. I see. I didn't know where you were going with. I was going to ask you to define professionalism, but now I think I see where you're where you're going here. You're talking specifically about the volunteer chief staff executive relationship. I think it's broader than that, but I think okay. that's that's where the pinnacle of it is, isn't it? Because the the chief exec, the senior the senior staff team. Uh, are the um, conduit um, between sort of governance and operations. So that's where these sort of issues sort of manifest. But I'm, yeah, no, I, I am. I have seen a lot um, of, oh, what's the word? Disrespect for... Oh, 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 okay. for our profession. And when I say our profession, I don't mean consulting. Well, actually, actually, I have seen quite a bit of disrespect for our profession uh, in the last 12 months, but I'm also seeing a lot of disrespect for the association uh, leadership um, on the sort of staffing side as well. And I think a lot of it is stemming from the age-old issue of training, development, mm -hmm. education. Yeah. But I also get a sense there's something else sort of... Um, niggling um, and sort of undermining the success of organisations governing bodies at the moment. And I'm struggling a wee bit to sort of articulate what it is. And maybe it is a post-COVID hangover where it was all sort of gun, you know, all sort of, what is it, hands to the pump and let's get through this. And sort of roles and responsibilities were blurred perhaps, you know, during crises. But I don't think, I don't think some boards have recovered from that. Um, and as a result, they're sort of paving a new way. But go on, maybe maybe that's well, just... I, so I have a secret. I have a secret I need to tell you. I, I don't think I've ever shared this with you, but uh, I, uh, I submitted a session proposal to uh, an association-specific event, yeah. uh, an annual gathering, and it actually, it scratched the surface of, of where you're going with this. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I pulled no punches as I... I normally don't. Uh -huh. And I went all in and I was told it was too negative. Ah, see, this is it. We're constantly, and I'm told that, you know what? I am occasionally, somebody actually gave me a, um, I asked for a, not a reference, a, a testimonial. And somebody said, and they, they meant this in a positive way. And I took it. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Let me prepare myself for this. So they meant this in a good way and they said what about you Andrew Chamberlain they spoke about my quote brutal honesty now you know I'm you know brutal honesty or just being honest you know I don't know I don't know but this is this whole this whole piece around you know negativity and what have you is people are using I think people are using it as an excuse to not actually tackle the issues that are, are at hand here you know, it's easy to say that we're being you're being negative. I'm being brutal in my sort of you know appraisal of of performance. It's easy to say that, and for us to be the sort of perceived to be the 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 weak links in the chain. But actually, I think I think it's easier to do that than to actually tackle some of these issues full on. Of course, of course, that's an 
I, I don't know if it's an easy, but it, it's a, a common deflection. Um, and, and again, I, let's, let's drill back into what I think we've scratched the, the surface on here. And that's, that's the, the unhealthy, you've used the term unprofessional, um, either way it's ineffective, mm -hmm. uh, the volunteer relationships with each other, with the staff. Um, I think that can, it can be at both layer, both levels that cause, you know, tan can cause tangible harm to to mission driven organizations both governance both externally facing reputation and um and yeah the whole kick the whole business development piece can suffer considerably if the boardroom isn't performing um appropriately and like and i think one of these one of the kind of core issues that doesn't that undermines the the, the success of the of the board of a board is this you know rather than being organization focused um or indeed even member focused i think again this this historic approach to leadership which is we are member led um you know is is really you know starting to sort of come through um as as being detrimental to our organization's success. I mean, I talk about being member focused, um, but the, you know, and, and and therefore organization focused. But the number of times I sit in board training and I, you know, I give them the governance training and I I emphasize and I labor the point about, you know, director's responsibility being to the organization, not to the members. And it and and it's like every single time. Before I see any light bulb, I see a lot of confusion because everybody, and I, and, I, and I, maybe not everybody, but I say the vast majority of people walk into the boardroom with a perception of what the role is. It's not the role they think it is. And instead of equipping them with the support and the guidance and, and the skills that they need and the knowledge that they need to be successful – because we're so often so grateful for volunteers to step under the breach, as it were, we let them away with filling gaps, creating gaps and filling them that actually don't exist in the first place. And I think it's really worrying for me that, you know, we're now approaching the quarter mark of the 21st century and we have still got boards who are not just underperforming, but are actually being hugely detrimental to the success of their organizations. I mean, I've just go on. No, go on. Before before I tell you another story, I'll let you interject. Well, I, I just wanted to break this down, you know, for for the audience. I just wanted to break this down into both, you know, cause and effect. Yeah. I think if it, I don't want this to be a, a, a uh, just a, a thirty minutes of complaining where we we share our we already did our horror story episode so we don't need to rehash all of that but go ahead. Well, I was going to say, but I do think it's really important that people hear that what they're experiencing, listeners are maybe are experiencing, isn't unique to them because I right. think you are not alone out there. You oh, are not alone out there, and you know, again, back to my my secret, I will tell you, I will even share with you what the title was. Addressing the dysfunctional and abusive volunteer staff relationship. There you go. I love that. I would have been. I would have come to that session. Oh, that was it. We got a big old fat rejection. Yeah, yeah. 
It's all, it's, and it's, you know, it's really interesting because I often get the rejections around, when I get rejections, it's always when I want to talk about leadership. At, at, real. And the, well, and the real side of it, not yeah. sugarcoat it, not, you know, package it in something generic and, you know, yeah, that we've heard a thousand times. But no, Not the theory, but the, the, but the, the reality of it. And I think also this, you know, what these and sort of, what is the word? Um, uncertainty around one's role as a director, I think, also then leads individuals to un, um, unwisely sometimes uh, lean on individuals who are in officer positions and the, the cult of personality around the role of the president uh, in many organizations is deeply disturbing. Um, you know, I've, I've, had a, I've had a client in the past who's president, you know, rotates president every 12 months and the whole dynamic of the organization changes almost it feels almost on a whim and it's because of the you know the new personality coming into the role and again when i talk to people and i say look the president is no more or less equal to any member of the board um they play a distinct you know they play a distinct role but um in terms of accountability and their role in leadership you know it's equal to uh, that of everybody around the table and yet you know, I mean, I've seen a situation recently where, you know, they've put a call out for new committee members and no committee member, no committee volunteer can be, well, let me rephrase that. Every committee volunteer has to be personally approved by the new president. Wow. That's a nice way to uh, embed your uh, oh your uh, friends and allies. It's astonishing. I mean, I'm like, really? And how are they qualified in that role and it's, they're not but it's because they're the president and there's this sort of um this uh this sort of what's the word um oh no well what you know this deference to the role um as much as anything else and i think it's misguided and i think always and it's really interesting because when we talk about this often um offline you sometimes well you do suggest that i'm a bit uh hard-nosed about it and that i think you know you're in a, you know, directors are in a role, they should just get on with it. And to a degree, I, I do think that you step into the role, you accept the responsibility, you accept the accountability, and it is, you know, you do have to get on with it from day one. However, in doing that, it's got to be, you've got to give them sufficient support, um, training, guidance, mentoring, shadowing, job shadowing. There's all sorts of ways that as part of your succession planning model that you can um, ensure that when directors enter the boardroom environment on day one, they're feeling pretty good about their role. Um, you know, that's that's kind of, for me, one really critical piece. But, I mean, what do you think? You know, we've we've talked. This is one of those association management nonprofit leadership topics that comes up, I think, all the time, and likely will, sadly, forever. So I want to boil down our perspective here into into some identification around around cause to help chief staff executives and maybe board chairs, board presidents, to help identify if their environment has been. Um, compromised. So, you know, if you're to ask yourself, do you have board education? Do you have board training? And maybe that's even too late. Maybe the real question is, do you have criteria? Do you have nomination? You know, do you have qualifications? Do you have a succession plan? 
Um, and uh, are you are you giving too much deference and appreciation to volunteers for their time yeah. that you overlook their 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 shortcomings or their inability to follow guidelines and to um, you know to comply with expectations? Are you so desperate? for next gen members or a new diversity of board members that you are willing to 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 look the other way um, or not train them sufficiently are you are you giving too much to to the president does it become this popularity contest and a term of leadership that allows them to 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 turn or to taint the culture of the whole, whole organization i'm i'm asking listeners to think through your own environment and as you ask yourself these questions, are you saying enough time in your head, enough times in your head, oh, oh wait, we don't have that. Oh, wait, we don't do that. Mm-hmm. I think it, it is about both the causation and the effect, because Absolutely. a lot of people look to only the effect. Oh, well, we don't have board meetings that are efficient. Oh, we don't have a pipeline of people who are willing to fill these roles. We have ineffective governance or governance that's not complied with. Mm-hmm. And you know, at that point, you're dealing with the symptoms of a disease. Oh. You've already, you're, you're already fully in, engrossed in, in the sickness, in the illness. And uh, maybe the harder part isn't to just acknowledge that you, you, you have these things, but to address, address the what's next. Cause I, the most scary piece for me is the number of chief executives that I have come across both as clients, as colleagues, as, as friends in in nonprofits who don't have the political capital to write the course, that is hugely disturbing. Hugely disturbing to me. I think you've you've nailed it there. The, the, absolutely, and indeed, you know, I see that then filter down through senior staffers, which is you know we mustn't challenge, we mustn't you know we're perceiving a problem, but we mustn't raise it because that's either a it's not the done thing or it's not acceptable, or if we do, it's going to cause huge headaches and i push back constantly with staff saying no you have an obligation to uh, as much as as much as directors have a legal obligation uh, to pre- protect and promote the interests of the organization i think there is a moral obligation on staffers as well um as on directors to do so and i think it, it worries me intensely when i talk to senior the senior staff and they are unwilling because they feel unable to challenge uh, what is clearly poor performance. Um, it's interesting when you were chatting there um, and you were saying, oh, you know, we've got inefficient board meetings. I was thinking the last time uh, I heard that, someone said, oh, we've got inefficient board meetings. So, you know, the solution, <laughs> let's have more board meetings. <laughs> what? We're only meeting quarterly, and we're not really being very productive in them. So let's meet six times a year instead. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh goodness. Yeah. So we're only about five weeks away from the end of the year. And what I would I would challenge and invite chief staff executives to do, because it's likely not going to ever be part of your executive performance or annual review, is to take a hard look at at your culture your board culture your the culture of your leadership what's working what's not working and i mean i've i've had people reach out and say and and call me as a consultant yeah. and say alisa i i need a bad guy i need a 
I need the bad cop to come in and help me straighten this out, whether it's a governance review, a governance audit, whether it's a uh, change management through through leadership development. You know, they they don't have that standing or they're not willing to to put their neck out for it because it's so entrenched. Yeah. Um, and the board, you know, the board and the leadership um, are so protective of their space and their culture and their, you know, their their behaviors. They don't want to be questioned, uh, let alone corrected. So I, I, I the next five weeks could be a, a very um, interesting internal dialogue with with leaders, uh, with staff leaders as to what could 2024 include to maybe not start from scratch, maybe not go all in, but what could simply be introduced, whether it's onboarding, whether it's board scoring, how does the board evaluate their performance? Yeah, indeed. You know, what's one thing you could add to your board landscape that could start start this process? But you're the, I mean, you're this is your your jam. What yeah. what do you what do our audience what is our what do our listeners do? We need some solutions here. Well, it's really well. I think you've given quite a lot of solutions. Actually. Oh, I thank you, thank you. Listen back through the pod. Um, I think you've you've actually given quite a, quite a number of um, strong recommendations. I think it's int- I, I Actually, I'm just reflecting as you talk in there, and I'm thinking. I know we're a bit early to talk about New Year's resolutions, but you know, I'm not really happy being the bad guy anymore. I don't really want to go in to be the bad guy. Um, I don't like to- what. No. Wait, 2024, Andrew Chamberlain is not going to say COVID anymore and he's not going to be the bad guy? Yeah, what? pretty much. Well, for, my, for this, quite frankly, for the sake of my own mental health, I think, apart from anything else, because actually I've been quite a few times in 23, I've been invited into the boardroom. And, and you know, and I know I've been invited in to be the bad guy. And it's really quite horrible. And being able to say that I have the luxury of not working in that environment is a nonsense because actually at, at that moment I am in that environment. And this yeah. year I've had quite a number, well, not quite a number, I can think of three experiences in the last 12 months where I've been like, Brand, you know, who the hell are these people talking to me like that for? And part of it is not just that I'm being the bad guy, but also there's, and we've, you know, and if you listen to our the episode we did about, you know, pulling back the curtain on consulting, you know, um, you know, a lot of it is around the, you know, not just a disrespect and a blatant disrespect for the skills and expertise of staff. I'm also seeing the sort of lack of respect for what we do as professionals as well, you know, in terms of the consultants and the specialists who underpin it. So I think, you know, from my mind, I think no more being Mr. Bad Guy. I'm not doing it. I'm only going okay. go, to go in on really positive pretense and do good stuff in 24 for people who and help people who are also helping themselves. Okay. Well, I will, uh, I will continue to work with those who aren't yet fully aware of all that they're capable of. And you only work with the people who are already doing great things. That isn't what I said. You're misinterpreting it completely. <laughs> I think you're doing it on purpose. Am I? <laughs> You are. No, how dare you? How dare I you? I said that I wouldn't go in to be the bad guy anymore. That's completely. Okay. <laughs> well, good. the bottom line is that this this challenge has has not solved itself. Has not. No. Nope. Uh, I don't even know that the conversation has really evolved beyond bad behavior, micromanagement, 
you know, lack of lack of performance, lack of effectiveness, um, inability to put the members in the mission first. Yeah. We, we still seem to be chewing on all of this. And, and other other experts in the field continue to talk about it. This is something I, I'm guessing we'll want to address again in 2024. And there's proactive ways to to address it. And, and sadly, most organizations are addressing it in a reactive manner. So let's, uh, this was a pretty serious podcast for us. Um, let's, let's keep our finger on the, uh, the pulse here. Cause this is, this is serious. It's important. And it's, it's a seed that affects so much else that is, Absolutely. that is grown and cultivated in the, uh, the association space. Oh, so you like, this is good. You're okay. Coming back to this. No, totally. I think we've okay. got, I think there's miles to run in this. I think if we have the same conversation at the same time in 12 months, I'm going to be deeply disappointed because we just need to see, you know, progress around this. Okay. So I have a new idea. What if we invite each invite two of our not favorite per se, but most successful board leaders, the volunteers, and we have a little panel discussion with the volunteer leaders, not to, you know, celebrate them per se, but to ask them how they did it, what their organization provided, what was the, how were they set up to succeed? I just don't want to spend all 2024 talking. I want to start doing, and I think we need to bring in examples of success instead of commiserating about failures. I love it. I love it. I also think maybe, and I'm going to put this, I'm recording this. Oh my God, I just realized I'm going to record and say this. I think we also need to, you and I need to resurrect, um, some of the work that we've been doing in the past around board leadership. Oh, here we go. All right. This is on tape. All yeah. I think we're at like 32 listeners now and they've heard this. They know this is real. Your mom's <laughs> listening too. She told me. So this is happening, my friend. Yeah. All right. So All right. take these next few weeks. We're going to plan on some, some solutions for 2024. I want everyone listening to, to take stock of your bold board culture and and leadership environment, and set a resolution for for next year that uh, that allows you to uh, to make this better. Happy Thanksgiving, belated. I know you don't do Thanksgiving, but I appreciate you and uh, thanks for all you do. Thanks to everyone listening and everyone who's made Association Transformation one of their favorites. You can get us wherever you find your podcasts. And until next time, put your members and your mission first. Thank you.